that's also kind of exciting to try and, you know, figure out what do I want my routine to be here? What do I want, you know, my priorities to be? You know, trying to figure out what your new rhythm is is, you know, a rare opportunity, I think. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. And you're going to have to forgive our sound a little bit in this episode um, because of the very topic we're going to be talking about today. And that is how to keep going and keep doing good work, being inspired creatively, you know, doing good design work while you're going through big life changes. Both Femke and I have recently moved to a new country, different countries, unfortunately. (laughs) But um, yeah, it means we're not fully set up in our new places yet. And there's some echo there's some equipment issues, but um, yeah, hopefully you will stick with us through this episode because I think it's an important topic to talk about. You know, life life throws you curveballs sometimes and you got to keep working through them. Totally. First though, I feel like we need to catch up because um, yeah, since the last time we recorded an episode, you now live in Canada. I do. So that's exciting. And you now live in Spain. <laughs> yep, I do. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a little while since we recorded both of us moved countries which was a coincidence we didn't plan to do this at the same time but yeah I have moved to Toronto in Canada which is very exciting uh no longer in Europe so you know it's a bit bit different here getting used to it um but yeah I got a opportunity to transfer internally at work so I'm now joining the Toronto design team at Uber and I'm going to be working on Uber Eats stuff which for me kind of almost feels like I'm joining a new company to be honest because before now I've been working mostly on the sort of ride sharing part of the business most of my projects have been in the driver app so now working on Eats is kind of you know like joining a new company it's very very different like the Uber Eats team is like very separated internally in the org to the ride sharing part of the business so there's like new people to meet, new teams, a whole new business model to learn. So yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't started yet. I actually start next week. So yeah, it's kind of like getting ready for my first day. It's kind of fun. Oh, and that is going to be exciting because yeah, I mean, you've got a bit of job security there and that you do already know the brand and the company, but like you said, it's, it's a completely different team and different part of the business. So yeah, that's really exciting. I'm so happy for you that you're able to transfer. I think that is just thanks amazing because I know you've, you and Owen have wanted to live in Canada for a long time. I know that's been sort of like, you know, a, a dream. So totally to have this happen is great. Exactly. And, you know, Owen also got a job opportunity uh, out here in Toronto. So we were both like, you know, life was kind of sending us a message at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, look, we both have opportunities in, you know, this new city in a different country. We're young. We don't have a house. We don't have kids. Uh, you know, mine was an internal transfer, so I I could trust the company, you know. So we were both like, we would be dumb to say no and not take this opportunity. So, you know, sometimes life hands you those opportunities and you just got to say yes and dive head first. Totally. I feel like something kind of similar almost happened with me moving to Spain, which have we not talked about this on the podcast? I don't think so. I feel like maybe we haven't yet. No, tell us. Yeah. So I live in Spain now, everyone. That's exciting. I left London (laughs) and similar to you, Fem, we sort of had a, I guess it was more of a push than a pull in our situation. Um, And that was that we had to move out of our flat 
Um, we'd always talked about one day going to live in Spain whenever Mark got a remote job. We figured that would be in a couple of years time when he'd had more time, you know, in his career and offices learning. Cause I do still believe that, you know, working in an office uh, with a team, you're there side by side is, is one of the best ways you can learn and get better at your craft when you're in the early stages of your career. So yeah, we thought that maybe he wouldn't be ready for a remote job for a few more years, but, um, but yeah, Valencia, which is where I'm living now in Spain was always on my bucket list as a place to live. It's where Mark went to university. So I would come here a lot while he was still studying to visit him. And we've had many holidays back here ever since. And yeah, when we got told we had to leave our flat, we started looking around at other comparable flats in our building or, you know, in the area and rents had all gone up in London. Uh, of course. Yeah. So much more expensive for, and I was just so frustrated at the fact that I'm like, I am earning a, like a good wage. I'm 30 years old. I don't want to live in like a student accommodation type flat anymore. Right. Um, to get something nice, you have to compromise either on your proximity to amenities like the supermarket, coffee shops, city center, that sort of thing. Um, or you have to compromise a lot on space. And yeah, I was just really frustrated <laughs> with making that compromise, to be honest. So yeah, we chose to take that as a, like a sign that we should try out moving to Spain because we started looking at properties here and it was just you know, like our money stretches so much further here than in London, which, you know, shocking to nobody. <laughs> but yeah, now we live in Spain. We're in a beautiful three bedroom apartment. So we both have an office because um, Mark did a did get a remote job back in January. I forgot to say that that was part of the push as well, was that, okay, he's working remote now. We always said we we're gonna do this, so. Now's the, now time. the time. Yeah, um, so we've been living here. I think it's technically been about two months, but I also spent nearly a month in the US, so it doesn't really mm -hmm. feel like that to me mm -hmm. at the moment. But yeah, it's still pretty fresh, but the weather is beautiful um, and I'm liking it. There's definitely been a lot of challenges, but I'm, that's the sort of thing we're going to get into in this episode, I suppose. Totally. And like a big congrats to you. I think since I've met you, which has to be at least over five years now, maybe six or seven. Yeah. I know that it's been like your dream to, to move to Spain. So, you know, congrats to you. I think it's super, super exciting and it makes total sense given your working situations and, you know, where you are in life. So that's super awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, um, one thing that has been difficult throughout all of this, uh, and as anyone listening to this podcast will know, we've had like few and far between sporadic episodes over the past few months, I would say. Uh, it's just been the same on my YouTube channel. I think I took a total of about two months off making any videos at all. And then even when I have posted, it's been, you know, not my regular every single week that I was so good at for so long <laughs> that it all just kind of fell off because there's a lot to do when it comes to moving countries. It's a big life change. And I don't know about you, Femme, but I knew that for me, I had to prioritize doing good work at my job over those side project stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's why, yeah, I couldn't put my attention into the podcast and things. Yeah, no, for sure. It's been the same for me in terms of, yeah, both side projects and even at work too. Like, even though I'm still contributing at work, uh, it's definitely not my 100% full contribution, right? Because I just cannot give that right now when I'm moving countries, especially when it came up to like the week or the two weeks before I was leaving the Netherlands. Uh, there was just so much happening, so much going on. We had to pack up our entire house, put it in boxes, you know, say goodbye to people that I was just not hundred percent present at my job. And I'm lucky enough to have a team that's really supportive and they were really excited for me. And also, you know, I was 
keeping my job technically transferring internally. So there was a lot of grace there. People understood and people's expectations, you know, met what I was able to give. But you still have this feeling of like, you know, you feel a bit bad that you're not 100% there, that you can't fully contribute, that you have other things going on in your life. Um, and yeah, that, that kind of feels a bit bad too. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, had, I feel like it was a conscious choice for me as well in my job that because um, we have, I think we've talked before about the performance rating structure we use at ConvertKit where it's like a, a one, two, three system where one means you're really not performing well enough, we need to have a talk. Two means you're doing your job great. Three means you are going above and beyond. Oh, yeah. I knew that this quarter was not going to be a three-level three. <laughs> quarter for me. I was like, I'm going to have to resign myself to the fact that I am only going to be able to put in a twos level of effort yeah. this quarter into my job. And as someone who is like an overachiever and I always want to do my absolute best, I feel weird and I feel really guilty when I'm not doing my absolute best and when I know that I'm not. Uh, so, you know, that was just another thing to deal with, I suppose, on top of everything was ex trying to accept that. But it was a necessity, like you said. You just can't focus 100% on your job when you've got all of this other stuff going on. But yeah, yeah that, that making that decision and sort of realizing that's what I would have to do was, was definitely a challenge for me. Yeah, I think what helped for me is recognizing and acknowledging that my moving was kind of my job in a way because in order to set myself up for success here in in Canada and with my new team with Uber Eats I had to prepare for that you know if I didn't do any preparation I would just show up in Canada and you know probably wouldn't go very well if I didn't prepare a, a place to live or you know get my immigration sorted things like that uh, so I took the time to really prepare for the move to make sure that everything went smoothly and you know, I'd rather do all the difficult work now so that once I'm here, everything goes, goes well. So I kind of looked at it as part of my job, which sort of helped in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It is, it is part of your job. I feel the same about, um, wellness, I guess, throughout big life changes like this as well, knowing that, okay, I've got a bit of spare time. I could put it into editing this video footage that I have filmed and been sitting on my hard drive for ages, or I could put it into relaxing, doing some self-care, cooking myself some actual healthy food, you know, making those kinds of choices. So yeah, I think it is a choice in realizing that you're in charge of, of how you're spending your time and of what you're prioritizing. For sure. So with this whole transition and move, and, and not only the move for you, but also the travel that you've been doing throughout this period, what have you have you done to kind of stay on top of your work or how have you made those trade-offs and made those priorities? I think keeping in mind, always knowing like what is the next most important thing that I need to do has helped because even now, I mean, like I said, I, it was about two months ago that we moved here. There's still a list as long as my arm of stuff I need to do to, you know, like life admin things. Um, you know, stuff we need to buy for the flat because we're like, you know, we only just got a, a rubbish bin for the kitchen the other day. <laughs> you know, all, all these sorts of little things that happens when you move. And it's just, it would completely overwhelm me and make me shut down, I think, if I tried to think about them all at once. So it's always, what is the next best, next most important thing that I need to do? I know there's a many important things and they all need to be done, but all I can really allow myself to think about is the next one. So yeah. Doing that work to prioritize that was a huge help 
for sure. And I don't always think that I got it right, to be honest. But yeah, um, they're all things that need to be done anyway. So even if you do the order wrong sometimes, that's okay. You, you got to own that. What about you? Yeah, I think my situation's been a bit unique in that because I was transferring teams, I actually had to kind of slowly hand off my workload. Right. It's almost like you left a job, right? Pretty much. Yeah. It, it was almost like I was quitting in a way because I'm completely leaving the team, you know, walking away from my projects, things like that. In a way that, that kind of helped because it let me slowly hand things off, slowly, you know, wrap things up. Now that I'm in this sort of in-between phase, like I'm here in Canada, but I haven't yet started at my new team. I'm starting next week. Uh, I'm kind of in this like literal, like floating in-between phase. I don't really have any projects that I'm supposed to continue taking responsibility for, but I haven't yet started on my new ones either. So in this period, I have been lucky, I guess, that I can kind of focus a bit more on the move and not as much on work. However, there has been a few like really important meetings that I still have to show up for or, you know, uh, things that I didn't quite finish. So I still have to, you know, wrap those up properly. And the project that I was working on before I left Amsterdam is technically not finished. So the design part is finished, but the engineers are still building it. So I'm still kind of a little bit involved there, making sure that they, you know, are implementing it correctly, checking the design implementation, things like that. Yeah, it's kind of been a nice way to transition. I haven't sort of been, you know, doing 40 hour weeks or anything during this period. I've kind of been showing up when I need to, uh, making sure that I'm on top of my emails, but able to also, you know, prepare mentally and physically for my new role. Yeah, that makes sense. That's really great that you were able to to do that for sure. I think that that's the reason I had to make sure I cut down my side projects. Like I even paused my Patreon for the past few months. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, on, on Patreon, you can ask the like creator, you can put a hold on any payments being taken from your patrons. And I was like, I know that I'm not going to be able to get any content out this month. And I would feel guilty at taking people's money, even though I know that that's not really what they're there supporting for, that they're supporting me and my content. But yeah, I was like, no, I I can't deliver on any of the rewards. So I'm going to just put a pause on this. So that meant cutting down on you know, a portion of income over this time as well. Right. But it, it was really necessary for me because I couldn't do less than 40 hours a week on my job. You know, I, I was staying in my same role and expected to keep my work going as, as good as I could. So cutting down side projects was my way of like sparing the mental creative energy that I needed um, to do my job. So I wasn't wasting not wasting not using it up let's say that on <laughs> anything else other than my job yeah. yeah I kind of adopted the uh prioritization of just not taking on anything new <laughs> uh so you know occasionally I get requests uh you know do you want to do a podcast interview with us or like write a blog post for our blog or uh, I even got invited to speak at a conference or something and I was just like I cannot <laughs> commit to any of these kind of like extra like nice to have nice to do things um in this period and so I basically have been telling all of those people like I'm super busy I'm in the middle of you know moving to a new country please do reach out if you're still interested like in October you know that gives me enough time to settle 
in to kind of get my priorities back on track. Uh, And once I'm in that good place that I know I can take things on without it being a burden, you know, that's when I'm happy to re-engage in those kind of opportunities. I feel I did something really similar, except I said September, so. Oh, nice. Well, it's September now. (laughs) It's September now, so I wonder how many people will be reaching back out to me. We'll see (laughs) if any actually do. Uh, Was that hard for you to to say no to those things? Because I know you love speaking at conferences and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it was hard, but I think what made it easier is that I knew I was doing the right thing. You know, like when you know that it's the right thing to do, even if that means that, you know, maybe that opportunity won't come around again, I knew that I was doing the right thing because if I had agreed to those commitments, I mean, I knew that I, I wouldn't be able to give it 100%. And I would rather give it 100% uh, or not doing it at all. Yeah, yeah. I love that attitude. I think that's great. I feel like I need to keep this in mind for like more of life, not just extremely <laughs> busy times, but yeah. You know, it's it's always a nice thing to think about. I noticed that you were able to keep uploading some YouTube videos throughout your move, though. So props to you. <laughs> a couple. Well, yeah, I mean, that's also coupled with the fact that uh, I've had because I haven't been working, uh, you know, like normal hours, 40 hours a week. I've had a bit of extra time here and there and lack of home Internet. <laughs> my first two weeks here, I haven't had any Internet at home meant all I could really do on my computer was edit videos. <laughs> nice. So it was kind of uh, yeah, a blessing in a way. But um, yeah, now that I'm here and we have Internet now, which is great, still not much furniture, though. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, trying to figure out sort of what my next like what my new rhythm and routine is going to be. I don't know if you've had this since moving to Spain, but yeah, I kind of feel like I have a total fresh slate, right? Like I don't have any commitments. I mean, I have my job obviously, but that's pretty much it. Like I have not established any kind of exercise routine, um, I don't even know what my commute to work is going to be yet. Uh, I don't have any friends, which I know sounds sad, but, (laughs) but you know, it's kind of this like really honestly fresh start. And so that's also kind of exciting to try and, you know, figure out what do I want my routine to be here? What do I want, you know, my priorities to be? Um, what time do I want to get up? Do I want to spend the mornings working on my videos or is it something I prefer to do here in the evenings like you know trying to figure out what your new rhythm is is you know a rare opportunity I think yeah definitely are you gonna take the approach of sort of trying some different things out and seeing what feels good I think so yeah I think the first thing I want to do is kind of figure out like because I haven't started work yet, I'm kind of waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want yeah. to, uh, you know, start signing up for a gym or something and then realize that that's just not going to work with my work commute or my work life. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for work to start and then I'll kind of learn what my day-to-day rhythm is to then start inserting the other, you know, things and bits that I'd like to do. Yeah, I love that. I feel like I my start didn't feel quite as fresh starty, I suppose, as yours. I think it's only now, actually, that I'm starting to feel that way. Because, so when we moved over, um, I was in the middle of working, like, on the final stages of this freelance project that I had, I think I've talked about before, that I had committed to and needed to finish. So that was also getting a lot of my attention, as well as my job. 
and every spare moment almost was spent doing that. I wasn't unpacking. I wasn't trying to settle in or, you know, establish a new routine. I just had to get this thing done. And then I went to the States and, you know, well, I was away. And honestly, I forgot that I lived in Spain at some points when I was over there. <laughs> I kept saying things like, oh, yeah, I go back to London on Saturday. I was like, oh, wait, nope, don't go back to London. <laughs> don't know when I'm going back there. Uh, so, you know, it's only been since I got back from that trip that I feel like I've really been settling in and thinking, okay, how do I want, how do I want life to be here? What do I want it to involve? And I've been taking the approach of like, I don't know if it's just living in Spain, you automatically, something in you makes you adapt to the Spanish like hours of life where everything is a lot later. Oh, right. Yeah. Like they eat lunch a lot later, eat, eat dinner a lot later, go to bed a lot later than other countries. Um, uh, our friend Raf tweeted me the other day saying it's something to do with the fact that actually Spain should be in the same time zone as the UK if you look at where it is on a map but because of I think it was Franco in whatever era that was he decided he wanted to be more aligned with Europe and change the what? time zone so something to do with that like apparently is why wow. could be contributing to why Spain is a later way of life but I've definitely been doing that I've been waking up at like nine o'clock some mornings which if you know if you've been a listener for a while and you know that I used to be like a 5.30 wake up person. Yeah, so. wow, nine is very late <laughs> so for you. Late. I've also been going to bed a lot later, like midnight is a normal bedtime for me now as opposed to like 10 o'clock, which is what it used to be. So yeah, just um, letting my body do what it wants to basically and seeing what feels right and trying to do that. I am trying to get into more of like an exercise routine. I am trying to meet up with some people um to make some friends because like you don't really know anyone here so yeah don't have those regular commitments or anything like that so I guess it is a bit of a fresh start it just didn't maybe feel that way to me um when we first moved here and how are you going with the friends thing because that can be really hard as an adult to to make a new group of friends yeah so far um haven't made much effort not gonna lie there is one person who I found on Twitter a while ago uh, before I was moving here, I was just trying to find like other creative people in, in Valencia to follow. We are going to meet up next Friday, so that'll be that'll be good. Uh, there's also like this; it's called Ladies Wine Design. It's something that oh yeah yeah Jessica Walsh, I'm pretty sure, started. Yes, I think she started it. Yeah, and now there's chapters all over the world, and so there's one here in Valencia. But from all of their communications and things, and quite understandably, it appears that all of the, the talks and the content and stuff is in Spanish. So uh. <laughs> don't know Spanish well enough yet to know design Spanish. I know like restaurant Spanish. I don't know design Spanish So or conversation Spanish even. So I'm going to have to up my learning before I can participate in something like that. But I actually, I don't know how I feel about the fact that I've done this yet, but have you heard of bumble bff no have you heard of bumble is that like a dating app or something it is it is it is a dating app and they have like a friends dating app as part of it so you get the app and you can be like yeah i'm looking to meet friends and it seems to be that it's all women um which makes sense because i don't know i guess it could be easily misused if yeah if it was like you can be friends with men too i don't know they might be in it for the wrong reasons uh, you know what i'm yeah. saying but um, I hear you. Yeah. So basically you make a little profile and it is like a d dating app where you like swipe on people to like match with them and then you can chat what? and like arrange to meet up. So like I said, I don't know how I feel about this yet because I don't know, in my experience, the best friendships that I've found that have started online have started through like conversations online first on Twitter, usually for me. Right. 
so yeah, don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to give it a try. I want to be open-minded, you know, and, and try and meet new people. So that's, that's going to be my approach. I think I'm going to do some friend dates and like as someone who has been in a relationship for like a decade and hasn't really dated, um, <laughs> that'll be a new experience for me to just turn up, have a chat to a stranger and decide if we want to hang out again. It, you know, it is like dating really, finding, finding new friends in a new place. So I'll keep you updated on how that goes. What about you? I think you already have a few connections in Toronto, don't you? I have a couple. Yeah, I have a couple of connections, which is always a good start, right? If you know one person, like all you need is one person who can then introduce you to other people. Yeah. So that's definitely helpful. Um, but I actually went to a conference here yesterday uh, called Ladders Conference, which is organized by the Design X community here in Toronto. So that's another thing I've what I did before I moved is I started like looking around to try and find some online communities here and I joined a couple of Slack groups and introduced myself and in one of the Slack groups the Design X one they announced this one day conference that was happening um, and I was like I'm gonna go and just you know go to purely meet people like figure out what's the local design community like here meet some designers listen to the talks obviously and our friend Helen Tran who we did an episode with recently was actually speaking at this conference on one of the panels cool so I, I was like cool I'm gonna go I'll get to see Helen uh meet some new people so yeah I went and I was one of those you know loners that are sitting at a conference by yourself me at nobody's every conference. sitting next to you <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anybody uh and it feels really really awkward because everyone's there with their friends or their workmates and they're all hanging out um, but it was really good actually. Um, first of all, Canadians are so friendly. So everyone, you know, all the strangers next to me would just introduce themselves, which was very, oh, very nice. Bless. Yeah, that was nice. And then, yeah, I hung out with a couple of people and then surprisingly, a couple of people recognized me from this podcast and from the videos I've been doing. Good, good. So that was also really nice. Uh, they would, they came up to me and said, Hey, so yeah, I got to actually meet quite a few people uh, and you know I don't know where that's going to go if that's going to turn into friendships or not I don't know yet but it was nice anyway to just kind of you know almost like introduce myself to the to the community and show my face and kind of see what it's all about yeah I'm so jealous that you're able to do that I'm not gonna lie because <laughs> yeah like I said can't speak Spanish and also there's not a huge design or tech community here there is quite a big like a, a gaming company scene like that if there, if it's a tech company it's a gaming company is usually how it goes in Valencia which is interesting yeah I think I would have more luck with all of that sort of approach if I was in Barcelona instead so yeah I feel like this is a thing that we should keep people updated on as the weeks go on you know yeah but how we're going with making friends I think one thing that I'm gonna have to be prepared for and this is like with making friends with everything to do with a big life change is that it takes time I want to jump immediately to like the stage where I really know someone and we can just like right I can just be like oh man I had a really bad day today this happened you know you can't do that when you first meet someone you've got to have a bit of the small talk first so I yeah I'm not looking forward to that part but I am looking forward to the part where I have the friends to hang out with afterwards so you know totally it's like a necessary evil and also like the awkward part where you're like oh is it too rude if I invite myself to 
this like awesome thing that they're talking about or like right when is it too soon to invite them for dinner like I don't want to like be overbearing oh there's just so many like awkward things to navigate when making new friends especially as an adult so yeah we should keep everyone updated on this and I'm gonna check out that Bumble BFF app and see if that's a thing here yeah see if it is I, I bet it will be and um I have a feeling that maybe it might be harder for you to have success with something like that in Toronto than for me where there's a lot of people who are like me and who are like oh no I've moved to this place where I don't speak the language and now I'm gonna make friends true yeah Yeah. so yeah we'll we'll keep you all updated on that cool we'll also I suppose keep you updated just on how life in general goes in these new countries you'll hear that in the little check-ins that we do at the start of every episode oh yes I'm always hesitant to say check-in now because I just think of people thinking that we're saying chicken yeah (laughs) also we still have some design life work in progress pins left in our store which will now be shipped to you from canada right it will be (laughs) yes that's true uh so if you were thinking about grabbing one of those then you can head over to designlife.fm slash store uh thanks to those of you who have purchased one and i've been seeing your photos come through on instagram and twitter and it's super awesome to see you get excited about your pin so thank you so much for those who have bought one and have shared it online and yeah check out our store if you want to get one for yourself yeah it's so cool when we see people post a picture of their mail arriving i have my on my denim jacket which admittedly I've not been wearing much because it's been very hot here but oh yes summer it's a super cute pin says work in progress it's beautifully designed by the lovely Holly Arnett and yeah you should go check it out designlife.fm slash store awesome well talk to you again next week yeah we'll have a catch up on how your job is going oh yes see if we've made any new friends by then it won't hold my breath (laughs) but we'll see all right talk to you then Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Talk to you later, Charlie. Bye. Bye.